Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is a big national story. Andrew Cuomo, you know, could have been a presidential candidate down the road. And who knows whether this is going to be rising from the Phoenix. How would you assess his ten and a half years as governor of the state? In terms of his personal behavior or what he's done as a governor? Done as a governor. Well, he's done a hell of a job. Andrew Cuomo is in a lot of hot water, right? And um, I'm not going to defend whatever it is he did. Um, I am one that... I'm okay with the gentleman flirting with me. Call yourself a Cuomosexual, and I, I, I agree with you. I feel like I'm a Cuomosexual too. We, we are. What we're going to do is um, we're going to do whatever we can to vindicate the rights of, of parents and make sure that parents are in the driver's seat when it comes to the the health, education, and welfare of their kids. What's the DeSantis version of a Cuomosexual? Is that the DeSantis praying mantis? <laughs> I don't know what you are. If you're a... <laughs> it's weird because you're a DeSantis praying mantis, Alice. <laughs> I like DeSantis, although I do worry somewhat that the like DeSantis fever is going to break before uh, 2024. Well, yeah. A la Scott Walker. Well, I don't think he's that inept. I don't think so. I is mean, Scott he, Walker inept? Well, the campaign was the campaign ran out of cash before the first primary. Yeah, but Scott I think, Walker, Kamala Harris. Yeah, so I think he started with too big a campaign, but I think that was because he was supposed to be really big, and he just wasn't. No, he wasn't. But then again, in, by the time it, the rubber hit the road, I mean, did he even make it to a debate? I don't remember him on stage. Well, he must have been at least a Fox At the very bit. beginning, I don't know. Ones, I think. But, but, well, I don't know. I mean, it is early on for DeSantis to be. It is early on. I mean, right. obviously, these people, the, the more they're out in the open, the more because they Because I was looking this up, and the so 
the recall was like 2011. So his union stuff, or he came into office in 2011. That's when he did the union stuff. I think the recall was 2012, and then he was reelected in 2014, Scott Walker. Mm-hmm. So if you think about it, like we're even way earlier than that right now compared to 2024. From when uh, sure. Scott Walker I mean, was like we're, hot, we're, we're miles away from where we should be right now, you know. <laughs> I know, but I know I understand. Um, but I, but um, he also there was a big group of all stars. Yeah, true. you know, at one point everybody was the hot item. At one point, uh, Rand Paul. Remember when we were at CPAC that year? It was the story was Rand Paul in 2015. Mm-hmm. 2015, right? Yeah, that was 2015. And you know, Trump was kind of a joke when he walked through the place at, mm-hmm. at CPAP. CPAP. <laughs> <laughs> Um, at CPAC, and um, uh, and certainly Cruz is a big name, and Jeb Bush. Remember, he had iced everybody out. He got he, fought, he got all yeah. the biggest talent in the, in the country. So, yeah, that was an odd. There's a there's a my hot take. That was an odd election. <laughs> Twenty sixteen was not typical. You would say. So Andrew Cuomo has been is out. He's been whacked. It was incredible breaking news when it happened today. Yeah, our, our radio station played as we were coming into the show. Played suddenly a breaking news sound. This WTIC breaking news. I'd never heard it before, so I'm like, "Wow, <laughs> so incoming nuclear missiles! What's going on?" Because nobody told me there wasn't enough time. But that is a big deal. I mean, it is. It happened to Spitzer, so this is not unheard of um, activity for a New York governor. But this is a big dog. This is really this is a huge personality. This guy, and you thought most people thought I think that. He was going to stick it out to the very last. Yeah, well, I thought that. You thought he would resign, actually. Yep. I was incorrect on this one, and you were correct. Well, thank you. Political instincts, Alice. <laughs> Political instincts. Uh, you know what we don't have? If I could find it again. Do you know the name of his lawyer? His uh, uh, lawyer went out there and just torched the women before he went out there. Um, well, it's interesting because I was talking to somebody else today over text who was watching the press conference, but turned it off because it didn't seem like anything that exciting was going to happen. Like it was just going to be more of the same. And then I texted her and I was like, oh my gosh, he's gone. And she was like, what? No. And I said, yeah, he's resigned. He's done. So yeah, it was it was a surprise all around. The Biden administration said they were caught off guard by it too, that they haven't communicated with him at all. So his lawyer yeah, attacked, attacked the women. And over the last eight days... The media frenzy contributed to what the report was, which was the investigators acted as the prosecutors, the judge, and the jury of Governor Cuomo. Nobody vetted through the report, and I want to spend some time talking about it, because he's been convicted in the media and the assembly. Most of the members have made up their mind. He sends a woman out the there side. to take a flamethrower to everybody who's left. The report, as I've said before, contains errors, and it omits key evidence. It omitted evidence that undermined the narrative that began in day one on this investigation. Clark said it definitively to the world that Governor Cuomo groped the breast of an executive assistant in the mansion during the workday. But what was so apparent when I read the report is that the investigators 
didn't bother to collect or review evidence about November 16th to determine if their conclusion was correct. And everyone has to ask themselves, why didn't they do that? Why didn't they get all of the emails from that day? Why didn't they get the records about... Anyway, at some point she says she didn't mean, he didn't mean to grope her. So there you go. These lying, um, you know, um, politically uh, charged women. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm, I don't even care. I just think that what he did with the coronavirus itself right there, that's good enough. And if you got to get him on the women charge, then that's that's fine. I do think that he is. Do you like people who point out that Al Capone went down for tax evasion? <laughs> Uh, I don't hang out with a lot of people who would bring that up. <laughs> I feel like that's always the go-to. Actually, people use that about Trump a lot. That the right. when they bring up like the stupid tiny charge that they got that they're charging his accountant with, they're like, "See, now the whole thing will start to crumble." They did get yes. the phone on tax evasion. Inauguration party gate is happening right now, <laughs> where his friend who was uh, who was actually at the RNC. Is in trouble for the is inauguration. It's all it's all PS. Yeah, but the I mean the point stands that you know sometimes people go down for the wrong crimes, but like we'll take it. Yeah, he's a dirtbag. So now we're going to have this woman running, and then the next person who will be the governor of New York will be a complete whack job lefty. Is that what she is? I don't really know. No, I don't know if that's what she is. I know that when there's another election, oh, the next woman, yes, the second woman, yes, when we get Governor De Blasio, and there you go, or somebody from the squad, maybe AOC returns. Mm -hmm. So somebody pointed out, and I didn't verify that this is true, but I saw it on Twitter that uh, the reason this woman, who's the lieutenant governor, is even a thing, is because she replaced a congressman in a special election who resigned over a sex scandal. Oh, yeah, is that true? Yeah, the one who like had sent the photos of himself shirtless. Do you remember oh, that yeah, guy? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh so that was like her claim to fame is that she then became a congressman in that special election and then Cuomo Do you realize to I was, if I mate. if I held office or even now if I sent women photos shirtless <laughs> of myself right now and it got out in the press that the act of having sent a woman shirtless will not be the lead in that story. <laughs> It'll be the complete Hindenburg-style disaster that my physique is. <laughs> that would be what it is. <laughs> I think that's a little unfair. Uh, no, it's not unfair. It's accurate. I but think the sending the news. women the news would be, shirtless pics guy, would also be part of the news. No, I think they, they would, I don't think it would totally they overwhelm They would say, this it. guy thought that that was something that a human being would want sent to them. And then he rolled the dice with that. That's what he had to work with, and he rolled them. Well, guys still send pictures of their genitals to people, even though no one really wants to see that. That I disagree with, Alice. I disagree. I actually put it in our uh, email blast. <laughs> so so there's, there's uh, Cuomo's gone. The Cuomo sexuals are going to have to find a new home. Somebody new to love, people like Chelsea Handler. We wake up together every single morning. Me and Andrew Cuomo. Ooh, there he is. Wow, can you imagine? Imagine what life must be like. And Trevor Noah is with, um, with uh, Ellen. You call yourself a Cuomo sexual, and I, I, I agree with you. I feel like I'm a Cuomo sexual too. 
Yeah, that was great content. It reminds me of how much the left is absolutely crazy and how much they they, they thought during the lockdown that this was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Was to celebrate Andrew Cuomo as a sex yeah, symbol. Yeah, I... I was impressed with him the first couple of weeks as well. I remember watching mm-hmm. those from the Lowell Sun offices saying, wow, this guy's good. He's delivering information. He's calm. He's uh, cool and collected. It went south pretty quickly, though. Well, just because of the insanity of the audience. Mm-hmm. That, you know, people took it to such an insane... I mean, he won an Emmy. Yes. Serious people acted like he was a superstar just for having press conferences. Yeah, he and Fauci did a nice uh, act together. Are you going to be De Niro or are you going to be... Who are you going to be? Who are you going to be? I don't know. Who are you going to be? My God, he was... When he was up there high during this heyday, when he was in the stars, the life was good. I think your voice on saying that the vaccines are safe uh, would be important. I said that as soon as uh, the vaccine is deemed ready and safe, I'll be the first one to take a vaccine. Uh, maybe we enlist you. I'll do it with you. We'll do an ad telling New Yorkers it's safe to take the vaccine to, uh, to you know, put us together. We're like the uh, modern day uh, De Niro and Pacino. You can be which whenever, whichever you want. You can be the De Niro or Pacino. <laughs> Fauci I'll and Pacino. Cuomo, I'll give you a fun. Boy, who, who do you want to be, De Niro or Pacino? Which one do you want I to be? I love them both. <laughs> I love them both. I don't want to insult one or the other. If I say one, I don't want to hurt the feelings of the other. Yeah. The good old days. Great TV. Great TV, My goodness. Honey. Good old days. So Cuomo is- I mean, but have you ever seen somebody go from so high to so low in such a short amount of time? I mean, you could say Avenatti started at zero, went to a thousand feet in the air, and exploded while he was up there. Um. <laughs> yeah, Avenatti was was a big one, but for so high to so low, I don't know. What, what I mean, thing. Avenatti didn't win an Emmy. No, although they were you know testing him to be president on CNN. Yeah, Brian Stelter. Well, by the oh. way, if I mean, how obvious is it that that now Chris Cuomo gets whacked? Obviously, right? He's taking a long planned vacation, yeah. honey. Yeah, I keep hearing that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, he is. I mean, at this point, you got to think if you're CNN, what's the utility of having the guy around anymore? There's no, you've got no connection to anything other than the disgrace. And, um, and yeah, I think you whack him, you whack him out. There's no reason to have him. He's not really talented. You know, maybe he's a nice guy. I don't know. Probably a jerk. I he think- seems like a jerk. Remember when he yelled at the guy? Yes. For- Actually, there's been a few where he's confronted a <laughs> member of the public, you know. That's like the N word to my people, calling him Fredo. It's not like the N word to your people. <laughs> not like the N word at all. It's just an especially descriptive uh, word to use for somebody who's so disrespected and considered so incompetent mm-hmm. that it's um, it's especially surgically targeted word for you. You know. Yeah, and uh, and then he went off on somebody for suggesting he shouldn't be out and about when he had COVID. <laughs> Sorry about that. All right. You know what? I don't think we're good at Cuomo. Really? I don't think we're that good at Cuomo. I don't. I think that we're not totally invested in it. And uh, and I actually feel the real heat today is <clears throat> your angry screed that you wrote <laughs> on the Substack. My angry screed. Right. Which it has to do with these, the um, 
indignancy. Indignancy? Is that a word? I guess so, yeah. Indignance? Yes. Of Indignation. Indignation. There we go. I knew something was wrong. Ooh, which I like, Alice. That could be Mike Rowe's new uh, TV show. Okay. Sometimes he does stuff where they dig. Okay, I get it. Okay. Yeah. So, go on about my screen. Microaggression is the other show he could do. I get it. <laughs> Thank you. So, it's about this. Since the beginning of this whole thing, there have been people who it seems like main and primary, and Cuomo actually rolls into this because he is one of them as well, mm-hmm. whose primary, primary obsession during this pandemic where you would think that the idea of dying would be the first thing, but it seemed to be less afraid of dying and more absolutely hostile at people on, who aren't like them. Right. And using this pandemic, this gives them the reason, the excuse, and the validation to say exactly what they've always felt about people who aren't like them. Mm-hmm. Is it you're freaking slobs? You're stupid? You're incompetent? You're so incompetent that your everyday incompetence, which only had you being a trashy loser who uh, drinks the wrong kind of coffee, who doesn't, who's gauche, who doesn't know uh, what cool people in high society are doing, who doesn't do what the elites are doing, on a a good day, that's just you people, you know, throwing styrofoam into a burn barrel or watching NASCAR. But now, now you're doing it in a way that actually literally has affected me. So I have turned your normal, stupid, slack-jawed Neanderthal behavior, that now has become violent behavior, which gives me license to tell you how I really effing feel, and I hate you. I hate you all. You're all stupid. You're all disgusting. You're all idiots. Idiots and die. That's what mm-hmm. it gave them license to do. Yeah, so I went through a few of these. It's it's like reaching this crescendo now because uh, places have started to ask people, even vaccinated people, to mask back up which is making some vaccinated people very angry because since the government's asking them to put a mask on, they feel that that's the fault of the unvaccinated people, which right. is sort of a circuitous logical path, but that's okay. Um, so, but they're mad and they've been mad at these people the whole pandemic. But um, there's one TikToker who made a whole video about how she's mad at these people. She said, I'm hearing we have to wear masks again. Like what the F? Oh, did I have do you this have one? this one? I, I did think I send do. it Let me, to you. But you can keep reading. Did you I'll, cut I'll the swears it. out of it? No. It has a lot of swears in it. Too many? Too many, I think. Okay. Like, what the F? Like, I'm so sick of the same people effing everything up for all of us. You guys are like, life-saving vaccine. The government's trying to kill us. And you guys are too stupid to take it. And now I got to wear an effing mask again because of you Fs again. Jesus Christ, what's wrong with you guys? Oh, my goodness. So that's what she has to say about people who don't wear masks. This is, I mean, and even before the vaccine thing came about, people felt this way. This is a post that um, somebody that I went to high school with posted on Facebook last November. She wrote, if you are an anti-masker, you personally have effed everything up and I hate you. Yes, hate. Let me know if you resisted the early lockdown and listened to Trump and think COVID is a hoax and helped bring us to this point while other countries are much more relaxed and have exponentially less death. So I can tell you personally to get effed for ruining everything before I delete you. We could have been safer now. We could have had holidays and outings with friends and life. So and then one person wrote back to her and said, you know, like, I have sinus infections and I can't wear a mask and, you know, like the lockdowns have been tough and I know somebody who actually committed suicide during all this. Wow. She, 
said back to this person, the lockdown has lasted months longer than it's had to, expressly because of people like you. Your friends who have died by suicide are on your hands. People like you did this. You're a selfish Here we go. That's a- kicker. I am not effing playing around anymore. Go back to parlor, dip bleep. As I wow. said, get effed and I hate you. Wow. People like you. <laughs> people like you. Get effed. I hate you. This is... Remember, this disdain is not something that simply was conjured up when the disease started. This is the heart of somebody. They already hated people who voted for Trump and everything else. Absolutely. By the way, that person seems very reasonable. The person who was responding. Right. That I've got a person who's got, no, no. I'm a really good person. You're a piece of bleep. That's what it is. Get F F you. And meanwhile... You know, somebody in Facebook has a really cute picture, you know, with a bunny and this and that. And this is what you see in the heart. Right. And so now now the movement amongst lefties is to they want um, people who won't get vaccinated to not ha- to either have to pay all their covid uh, hospital costs out of pocket or they want them to um, have a higher insurance premium or some other form of like they want people to pay Punitive. the price. Yes, they want to make exactly. sure that you pay and that you suffer. Of course, right. they can't actually raise insurance premiums on people who aren't vaccinated for COVID because why? I don't know. Because in Obamacare, it's not allowed. Hmm. The only reason you can have a higher insurance premium is if you smoke. Well, then their houses should be burned down. Something I don't know. I mean, so there's this guy Benji Sarlin, who's a political editor at NBC News. And he says he's legitimately worried about the level of rage. He said um, people don't realize how angry vaccinated people are at the unvaccinated for forcing a return to the precautions on their behalf. It's not good for a country when 70% sees the other 30% as voluntarily prolonging a crisis and threatening the physical safety of themselves and others. Prolong the crisis. They're voluntarily prolonging the crisis, honey. They're deciding to do it. They're hurting you. I mean, it just, it, it's ridiculous. The, vac- the unvaccinated people don't care if you wear a mask or not. They really don't. They haven't forced anyone to wear a mask. It's all projected crazy. Look what you're making us do. And they, I mean, they're, the restrictions for the level of COVID that's happening right now in the country are insane. Uh, in uh, Washington, D.C., they're saying that they hope that they can lift the indoor mask mandate by Thanksgiving. They hope they'll be able to by then. Thanksgiving. <laughs> they hope so. But if you're bad, it's going to be on the uh, people, xylophone variant say, by then. They say that uh, they hope it can be dropped by Thanksgiving, but it may not be possible unless the vaccination and numbers how much improve. of that is is based on. In envy that you're stuck in your Brooklyn loft and the people in Florida are out partying in the streets. And then you're seeing that there, there's more cases there. And so you're running and getting your mask and saying, hey, see, there again, I am victimized again by you. See? Because mm-hmm. you because you were bad. You let down your guard because you guys are all stupid down in Florida. Mm-hmm. We have to wear masks. Even though all the masking places are the places that got hurt most. You know, the well, pro- right. And like I said, it's 
going to go up there again. This is COVID season in the South. At the same time of year, it was COVID season last year because everybody went inside from the AC and it'll happen again here. But a lot fewer people will die than the other surges and, you know, and then more people will be immune and it will go away. It's not like, oh, it's not the end of the world, but, um, you know, and they're not going to have in a few months when the surge is in the Northeast again, because it will be, you know, the this same group of people isn't going to be blaming the people in the Northeast for not being vaccinated enough or whatever. No, 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 she, no. They'll she, still be blaming Florida. Yeah, It'll be like the Michigan governor blaming snowbirds for her state having a surge when Florida wasn't even having a surge. Yes, no. And it's one of those things that's just been so... But it's magical thinking. It's, my mask isn't working, so it must be that somebody in Florida isn't masking hard enough. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm getting COVID up here in New York. Yeah. No, it's craziness. It's <laughs> so that's, that's where we are. But it's a religious belief. They're trying to purge heretics. Like Tom said, I have a whole column about this in his Substack. That's tomshaddock.substack.com. Well, and it's the same way. Remember, like, um, remember the guy in my in my Facebook who went after me when I when I put my my Substack thing out about the about the Capitol and and how they were more to liberals. The Capitol thing was nine eleven, as they were saying to progressives. It was because nine eleven, and I mm-hmm. made a Substack on it, and somebody said, "Tom, they were literally police getting killed on yeah. the day that that happened," and it's like, and. It's absolutely provably false. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen. But he said he wanted, he so needed to believe, and that's, I guess it's just confirmation bias, to make his worldview complete, that one of the things that's true is that Trump started an insurrection that mm-hmm. ended up ended up ironically having big, thin, blue line believing thugs, ins- insurrectionist thugs killing the cops. The irony was too mm-hmm. good to have that, to let that go. So that was part of the dream that they impressed into their heads and created as the new truth. Yes, the, that's right. And the Trump people are up there killing the cops that they say they love so much. Like, I'm sorry to tell you. Didn't happen. Yeah. You know? I mean, some did assault I, cops. Right? No, there's no doubt about that. That's absolutely true. But I couldn't write that he had killed a cop, that they had killed cops. Because that literally right. did not it happen. didn't happen. So it was easy not to write that because it didn't happen. But this is this need to have this worldview be like this. I needed you. I need you. And this is some conservatives generally don't do. Mm-hmm. I need you to be just like the monster I'm I'm creating in my mind. I need you to embody that. So I'm willing to bend the truth in my own reality to make sure that you do embody that. And be once I'm done with creating you into the monster then now I'm justified in everything I do. Because one, you're a monster. Two, by contrast, you're very bad and malevolent, and I'm really good. Mm-hmm. And I'll show, and it, does, it doesn't work to be good on Facebook unless you're contrasting yourself from the bad people, right? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter. I have to go, you have to, because George Floyd died, you have to make your avatar all black one day. But there has to be people not making it black. That way you can contrast just how good you are compared to the bad people. And with the lawn signs, and I believe in science, and I believe in peace, and I believe in in gender, whatever. All this stuff, all this stuff has to be, it needs a, 
a, a, a contrast just to show exactly how wonderful we are. And that's it. I mean, and it's, it's, and it's crazy, and it's also counterproductive. Well, that's why they like masks, too, because masks are an obvious outward symbol of where you stand on COVID. Remember, they said that they had like the joke at the beginning when they all got vaccinated and they were told that vaccinated people didn't have to wear masks anymore. And they said, but how will people know I'm not a Republican? Remember? Yes. Because masks are how you tell. And so that's a lot of them are very happy the mask mandates are back. Well, they want to be able to see right away who's a good person and who's a person that they can well, yell at well, in the middle of the store comfortably. But, but also, what does that mean? I don't want people to know, think that I'm a Republican. So what have they made Republicans up to be in their heads? I can tell you one thing, that um, that when I, we used to live in a town, a different town, mm -hmm. and I used to do uh, this exercise group with a bunch of women uh, all of whom were far left progressives, mm -hmm. they would cite me as the exception. They all thought Republicans were monsters, masochists, whatever. And they'd say, but Tom, you're different. You're not like that. Mm -hmm. But the thing was that I was just simply the only one they ever met. The only right. one who was with them doing push-ups and sit-ups and sweating on them. And the only one who they had known. Because they go by the composite they've, they've set up in their minds. Which is all oftentimes fed by obviously culture and Hollywood and what Aaron Sorkin tells him a Republican is, mm -hmm. you know. So Sorkin, you know, in the West Wing, gives a Republican the uh, role of Secretary of War because, well, they're good <laughs> at at least that killing, you know. Uh, but people see that and they say, well, that's the world, that's the construct world I want to live in, where I'm the nice person, the good person who who thinks about all people. And I have all sorts of symbols. We want to make this city a, uh, a sanctuary city. That's nice. That's nice compared to the mean people who hate all brown people who want to close just the southern border. Mm -hmm. Well, isn't that the logic of Brianna <laughs> Keeler's CNN thing the other day? Well, the border may be a disaster, but Republicans are really evil. Well, I guess it is. <laughs> like I guess it is. Like, they might do a better job, but they're really, really evil people. So that's why. That's right. It's really yes. It's it's Biden's ruining this, but this isn't something called replacement theory, which something they're doing might be. By the way, which is white supremacy. Um, uh, Q to Charlottesville. Stop the Jews. Stop the Jews. You know, you know. Q to whoever. Tree of Life synagogue. Right. So remember, that's right. That's a great point, Alice. That's right. Remember this mishmash, this medley <laughs> of awfulness that we're going to show you over here. This is the alternative to what Biden is doing. Yeah. The border may be a mess, mm -hmm. but at least Biden's not shooting up a synagogue, which is basically almost what Trump did at the border. Right. Right. What was it today? Um, oh, God. I a... <laughs> you know, the story we talked about last night, the awful one where the prisoner killed the other prisoner mm -hmm. who had uh, sexually assaulted his sister. kid sister. Mm -hmm. Well, you had a caller today who's just a little bit crazy, too. Who said, sure, yeah, well, I mean, that's somebody killing somebody, which you're not supposed to feel. But also, Trump drone struck many more people than Obama did, which is the same thing. So it's like it's this obsession with, okay, how have you, like Brianna Keeler, who moved away from the border into Charlottesville, over to a CPAC rally with uh, Stephen Miller, whatever. This guy managed to move out of the prison cell in Washington State 
and way over to uh, Yemen or wherever the drone strike was. And just instead of having the argument, having the preferred argument. Mm -hmm. Yes. No, I'd like to talk about this. He's bad, too. He just is. Yeah. Instead of asking me how the border is going, I'd prefer if you asked me how I feel about white supremacy, because that I know the answer to. Right. Right. And they do it in... in, and that's one of the reasons that maybe they think that they refuse to see reality. Mm-hmm. And like for the Capitol riots, refuse to see reality that, you know, I'm sorry, but, you know, one woman was killed during those riots, you know, um, and four others freakishly died around the building, which is something mm-hmm. I just don't want to think about anymore. But because, because in order, if you're going to distort the 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 argument in other words if you're going to make an argument about the border into an argument about charlottesville then you have to be willing to dispose of facts at any moment mm-hmm. and omit facts at any moment and reshape realities of of these different situations right Sorry, no, I was just checking with your daughter by Facebook Messenger because I'm hearing little voices. They sound around. like happy little voices. Yeah, but I'm just not sure what else where is going they are, on what they're doing. It concerns me that they're happy. I'm worried about Wow. What a mother. Um Dateline Atlanta. Parent files complaint against Atlanta Elementary School alleging it is segregating classes. A parent filed a federal complaint against her child's school alleging it segregated classes based on race. It was a practice put in place by the school's principal who thought she was doing what was best for all students. Atlanta Public Schools confirmed it has finished its investigation into the allegations and taken action. Separate but equal. Um, A practice... uh First, it was disbelief that I was having this conversation in 2020 with a person that looks like me, a black woman, Posey said. And uh, then... She said, it's segregating classrooms. You can't segregate classrooms. You can't do it. She found out the school was putting black students in two separate classes with two separate teachers while the white kids were placed in six classes with six separate teachers. <laughs> the parents said she found this out when she let the school, Briscoe, know she wanted her child placed in a classroom of a teacher she thought would be a good fit. Posey said the principal told her it wouldn't work because that wasn't one of the black classes. And I immediately said, what does that mean? I was confused. I asked for more clarification. I was like, we have those in the school? And she proceeded to say, (laughs) yes, I have decided I'm going to place all of the black students in two classes. Posey said she insisted her child be placed in a class with white students. And she said that Briscoe, the school, explained her child would feel isolated. I explained to her that she shouldn't be isolated or punished because I'm unwilling to go along with your illegal and unethical practice, Posey said. The parents recorded a call with an assistant principal where they complained about the segregated classes. The administrator confirmed it was the principal's decision and offered an explanation for why the classes were set up this way. The administrator said on the recording, I just wish we had more black kids and then some of them are in a class because of the services they need, the administrator said on the recording. Kyla Posey has filed a discrimination complaint with the U.S. Department of Education's Office of civil rights ah that's great that's great some more segregation and we saw this coming i mean the the fact that they that these people um 
excitedly do privilege walks was the mm-hmm. was the soft way to segregate kids in school. In- well, yeah, if you're separated for the DEI initiatives, why wouldn't you be separated for regular class? I mean, you have these lunatics going into the uh, teacher trainings and telling them that black students learn differently and have different abilities than white students and different learning styles. And then, I mean, like, it seems like it was obvious to everybody else that this would be the conclusion of their brand of anti-racism would right. be to separate the students into separate classes. Right. So, and to talk about whiteness. The white kids need to be separated and learn about their whiteness mm-hmm. and what exactly that means. And it means that they've come as a result of racist systems that they have created. What is racism? Racism is racist systems. Yeah. Red is racist systems. Systems that are made of racism. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Perfect sense. So um, that's the state of anti-racism in 2021. And the principal, by the way, as it said in the article, was black that came up with this plan and said she didn't want the black student to feel isolated by putting her in the white class. Yay! That's excellent. Congratulations (sighs) to us. We invented Jim Crow again in 2021. Good for America, everybody. Good for the anti-racists. They've done a great job. (laughs) Um, also, what are you laughing at something new? Uh, just... I am laughing, yes, I am. There's a picture of Biden. Oh, the walking yeah, where yeah. he's walking, yeah. I saw that. Oh man, it's fine, it's fine. Yeah, um, it's a little what, what vaccine did I get? You got Pfizer. It says that Moderna may be superior to Pfizer against Delta. Maybe I'm, am I gonna get Delta? No. Is that the one that gets me? It would make sense because my mother was a flight attendant. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> exactly, honey. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's also more drama in Florida with the CDC, which is that there was a spate of news stories yesterday um, in which um, the news organizations are pointing out that the CDC numbers show that Florida had a huge record-breaking day of cases this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Um, And Oh, yeah. Your friend never got back to me, by the way. It appears that what happened is, oh, Christina Mm Pusha? Well, maybe I'll set up an interview with her for a different day. Anyway, I got you her email address. That's Governor DeSantis' press secretary, Christina Pusha, who's awesome. You should follow her on Twitter. But um, apparently what it's seeming like happened is that the uh, Florida Department of Public Health gave the uh, CDC the three-day total, as they normally do, for Saturday, Sunday, and Monday for cases. And the CDC normally divides those. They just take the full three-day total and they divide it by three three. and post up the days. But it seems like maybe the Florida Department of Health got them the number a little earlier in the day or something. Because what happened is they reported they divided the number by two instead and posted that up for Saturday and Sunday. So. You know, Florida reported to the CDC 56,000 new right. cases. Right, so the case was at least 30% bigger than... Right, and they put up 28,000 right. as Saturday's number and 28,000 as Sunday's number. 
uh, when normally they would have put up 18,000 for Saturday's number, Sunday's number, and Monday's number. Right. And which is not a record breaking day of cases, which is a decrease from the previous day's total. So they're still going back and forth. The CDC has saying. Do you think it was on purpose? I don't know. The CDC's taken down the number. They're saying. Huh. You know, it's erroneous, but they're not saying what happened or what's going on or what the real number is. The Florida Department of Health is saying their thing. Meanwhile, most of these news organizations have not taken down their hysterical headlines. Um, They're saying, you know, so like these (laughs) news organizations are continuing to say like... We have no clarification from the CDC. We're still sticking by our reporting that we (laughs) said. And, And, you know, there's no... Whatever. But the... But it's clear that what happened is because you can see that normally every week they report the same number. Saturday, Sunday, Monday is the same number because it's an average of a three-day total. And it's clear that this week it was an average of a two-day total. It would be a time when you would – you know what? I think they did it on purpose to try to get more people to get vaccinated. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me at this point, especially yeah. with the CD, with you know the federal government feuding with DeSantis right now. They were going back and forth. Um, you know, Biden pretends not to know who DeSantis is and whatever, but they mm-hmm. spend like half of every press briefing at war with Ron DeSantis. And you know, it wouldn't honestly shock me because they're trying to feed the narrative that Florida is killing people. And the way the left works, the way the activists in the government and the media work is they know that if they say the wrong thing, the hysterical attention grabbing headline, that that will get a ton of attention and a bunch of people will internalize it as fact and then go about their day mm-hmm. and then they can quietly update it later. <laughs> Whoops, correction. Wasn't actually a record breaking day. Cases are on their way down. The Absolutely. surge is over. And that, you know, that those people will never make the correction, just like they can say that Officer Brian Sicknick was beaten to death with a fire extinguisher and a bunch of people like your Facebook friend continue to believe that months later, even though we now know that wasn't true. And they've offered a correction for their original reporting, which was just false. So, you know, that's that's how they operate is they say the untrue thing really loudly and then issue a soft voice little correction later. So, yeah, I mean, is it on purpose? I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me if it is. That's for sure. No, absolutely. I think it is. By the way, you know, Biden got in some hot water. We played in the opening uh, for saying that Cuomo did a hell of a job. Make the case. Mr. One of the Democrats through the years that you spoke with about infrastructure the most was Andrew Cuomo, who is resigning, who announced he's resigning today. You had traveled New York with him when you were vice president to the launch of the reconstruction of LaGuardia. He was someone who supported your campaign early on. No, you call on him to resign. No, you condemned the alleged behavior. But you're someone who spends a lot of time with mayors and governors. How would you assess his 10 and a half years as governor of the state? In terms of his personal behavior or what he's done as a governor? What he's done as a governor. Well, he's done a hell of a job. So anyway, yeah. Does Caitlin- that include the threatening people not to give them COVID vaccines if they investigate <laughs> Does that right, include well, Caitlin, using state resources to write well, his book? <clears throat> well, right. And that you're thinking like Caitlin Collins was thinking. He did a good job here in saying, well, all this stuff he did while on the job. So, you know, you would think that maybe this would work against him considering he was on the job when he felt up the uh, female state trooper. 
Mm-hmm. So Caitlin Collins uh, challenged him on it. You Would you like to see? But can I quickly follow up on your your comment on Governor Cuomo? Can you really say that he has done quote hell of a job if he's accused of sexually harassing? Well, look, you asked two different questions. I asked the substantive: Should he remain as governor? Is one question, and you, women. That is a sign of the times. That mm-hmm. Biden feels that those are uh, t- two uh, separate uh, issues. Right. That's a generational thing. Mm-hmm. You know. Like it, I mean, because Biden, who was he hanging with? Chris Dodd and Ted Kennedy for years and years. Right. And right. So the fact that, once again, this was during the workday that Cuomo was doing this stuff. You know, mm-hmm. not uh, not uh, not limited to, but o- almost all the high profile stuff was during the workday. Mm-hmm. It's uh, very revealing. And should be believed when they make accusations that are able to, on the face of them, make sense and investigate it. They're investigated and the judgment was made that what they said was correct. That's one thing. The question is, did he do a good job on infrastructure? That was the question. He did. As a governor. No, the question was, correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, you're wrong. Well, how was he as a governor general? Well, as a governor general, obviously. Let's go back to the tape. <laughs> this is interesting. <laughs> Mr. President. Ironically, Mr. President, one, of the, one of the Democrats through the years that you spoke with about infrastructure the most was Andrew Cuomo, who is resigning, who announced he's resigning today. You had traveled New York with him when you were vice president to the launch of the reconstruction of LaGuardia. He was someone who supported your campaign early on. No, you called on him to resign. No, you condemned the alleged behavior. But you're someone who spends a lot of time with mayors and governors. How would you assess his 10 and a half years as governor of the state? In terms of his personal behavior or what he's done as a governor? What he's done as a governor. I thought he's done a hell of a job. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't oh. hear infrastructure in that no, precise I, question. I didn't either. Your, your comment on Governor Cuomo. Can you really say that he has done a quote, hell of a job if he's accused of sexually harassing well, women? Look, you asked two different questions. I asked the substantive, should he remain as governor, is one question. And you, women should be believed when they make accusations that are able to, on the face of them, make sense and investigate it. They're investigated, and the judgment was made that what they said was correct. That's one thing. The question is, did he do a good job on infrastructure? <laughs> that was the question. He did. The question was, how did he do as a governor? No, the question was, correct me if I'm wrong. Well, how was he as a governor general? Well, as a governor general, obviously. Outside of his personal behavior. Outside of his personal behavior. Okay. But can you separate the two? Since no, I'm not. Office? I was asked a specific question. Okay. I'm trying to answer he specifically. Tried to separate what do you want to ask me specifically? Well, I'd like to. There you go. There you go. That is excellent stuff. That is excellent stuff. Good for Caitlin Collins in that other little The truth fella. is, I don't think Biden feels that Cuomo really did much wrong. Um, No, I do like how he said, by the way, if it's been proven and investigated thoroughly and on the face of it, if it's something that can be proven. So in other words, not Tara Reid also was what yeah. we were saying. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think that's, um, I think that's incredible and... Well, maybe it's not incredible, but it's it's interesting. It, it's a tough thing. If, if you're going to pretend to be, especially when you're 87 years old and you're pretending to be um, a uh, believe all women mm-hmm. uh, progressive, that's why. That's why I'm sorry. Say what you want. Just say what Trump says. Liars. That's, <laughs> <laughs> it's. <laughs> 
That's the way. If you're a politician, you know, he's Trump's instincts sometimes were so damn good. It was the downtime in the Twitter time that wasn't so damn good. But that that actually that performance he gave at Trump Tower, where he said the thing in Charlottesville on both sides. He walked out there and they asked him if he was a white supremacist. They were all mauling him and he was just beating the hell out of the press. It was a great presser to watch. I really think people should watch it again. If you haven't ever seen it, or have only seen there's very fine people on both sides, which is absolutely no, no context. He wasn't talking about Klansmen. But but I did miss I do miss that about by uh, uh, Trump. Just a thrashing of the press. All right. We got to go to baseball. You um I'm going to softball. All right. Enjoy, Alice. You're, I will. You're going from horse country to horse country. Thank you so much, everybody. Again, check out Tom's Substack today. I wrote on it. It's tomshaddock.substack.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod, at Tom Shattuck, at Alice Shattuck. We're also at facebook.com slash Burn Barrel. Burn Barrel Podcast. You look actually. very pretty in that shirt, and Thank Alice. you. Burn Barrel Podcast. It's very form-fitting in a very, in a very flattering way. Burn Barrel Podcast at gmail.com and Tom Shaddock's Burn Barrel on YouTube. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.